0: You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids.
1: And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sprouls. And I'm Bonnie Blaylock. Today, we're talking about mentors. Thanks to one of our listeners for providing the inspiration for this topic. Kind of wondering what a mentor is and how to find one and Mm -hmm. do I even need one? Yeah, do we need one? So let's just dive right in. If you read business and professional development books these days, you'll find the word mentor mentioned frequently. But mentors are not just for professional settings. We have an organization in our community that mentors homeless people who sign up for their program, and they learn skills useful for job searching, budgeting, interviewing, life skills, lots of things.
0: And at our church, our youth group encourages graduating seniors to identify a mentor who will stick with them for 90 days, which is essentially the first semester of college. So they'll check in and touch base and be available for encouragement and advice while freshmen are going through this new stage in their lives, which yeah. I think is fun. Yeah. So what is a mentor, Bonnie? I, You know, that is a really good question. <laughs> There's so many definitions out there, but I think at its base, a mentor is essentially an experienced and trusted advisor.
1: Yep. It's someone who can maybe support you, guide you, sometimes in a specific area. Uh, I think the 80-day or 90-day mentors at our church are really for everything. Just whatever. For mm-hmm. life. So they can be one or two steps ahead of you in your profession or in your life, and they have some wisdom to share so you're not reinventing the wheel. I think that's important to note. They just have to be like one step ahead of you. They don't have to be tons. Like you were a mentor to me in a lot of ways just because Savannah was a year older than Emma. And so you were just fresh enough that I could call you and be like, okay, what about this? How about this stage? What about this stage? What do you do for this? When
0: things are changing... Really fast. Yeah. In the younger years. Yeah.
1: I think we like, uh, I think I discounted my ability to mentor people when I was in my 20s and 30s, just because I thought, well, I don't have enough life experience. Right. And I think we, you and I were doing it informally, probably amongst some of our friends and didn't really call it that or Mm -hmm. look at it that way. Mm -hmm. I think um, though, as our kids got
0: older, I really wasn't looking for someone just one step ahead. I wanted someone maybe four or five steps ahead mm-hmm. <laughs> who could point me a little further down the road and who had come out on the other side of some things.
1: Yeah. And then there's the always the value of someone who's like 20 years ahead of you. Sure. And some of my favorite relationships are with people who are 20 or 30 years ahead of me who just have so much more perspective mm-hmm. uh, than I do on, on life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think um, mentors can probably wear lots of hats. We were just talking mm-hmm. about this before the show mm-hmm. started. They, Depending on the relationship, they can be a role model, a teacher, a counselor, an advisor, a sponsor maybe, an advocate, an ally. They are just someone who can help you be a better version of yourself.
1: Cue the music. Do you know that song? Oh, well, I'm not going to sing it. And it's probably copyrighted, so we can't put it in. Um, Well, interestingly, you know, we love a good word study. The word mentor comes from Greek mythology. So Ulysses entrusted his son, Telemachus, to the care and direction of his old and trusted friend, Mentor, before setting out on his epic voyage. Telemachus was guided and advised by Mentor.
0: There you go. So I think the best mentorships are probably more like the relationship in some respects, between a parent and an adult child than between a boss and employee. Although as we started up this podcast, yeah. there are mentors in many, many professional settings. But there's there's gotta be mutual respect, trust,
1: shared values, and some good communication. So do we even need a mentor? I mean, I think if you'd asked twenty seven year old Renee, I would have said, like, I don't need a mentor to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Which would have been the wrong answer. I definitely <laughs> needed, like, I definitely needed mentors to be a mom. Um, and I think I didn't approach my life at that stage as a, like, a, a career to take legitimately as mm, seriously. That's, okay,
0: that's an interesting way to.
1: As I would have if I'd been getting a paycheck. Yeah. Where, you know, David for sure was like, I need mentors. I need people ahead of me, coaching me, Yeah. teaching me helping me navigate the way forward with wisdom. Okay. So if you can do that in the business world, then why would you not do that in your personal life as <laughs> totally. well? Totally. And I think probably we used to, because we, we lived in multi-generational households. So you just had a ready-made mentors. Informally. You didn't call it that. No. It just was the way things worked. Right. And you just had people who, for better, or for worse, were right there giving you advice about life.
0: hmm Well, I think chances are, yeah, we've probably already had one or been one yourself, mm-hmm. even if it's not official. Um, I think our parents in a lot of ways, especially as we got older, well, they were mentors to me. Um, I think teachers and coaches maybe could step in and do it, mm-hmm. but it it generally isn't a paid position.
1: No, like a, like a life coach you would pay yeah. for their services. Mm-hmm. Um, or a counselor you would pay for. Right. Right. Um, so it's, it's less formal in that regard, although it can be pretty formal, depending on how you approach it Mm -hmm. and how, and the willingness of both parties. Um, Have you ever been asked to be somebody's mentor? Not officially, but I've gone to, you know, people will ask me out
0: to coffee or will put a situation before me and ask my advice about something. Um,
1: But it's not necessarily an ongoing, will you be my mentor? Yeah. I've had a couple of people ask me that in my younger years. And that means (laughs) forties, maybe late (laughs) thirties. And honestly, I felt out of my depth. I wasn't early good. I wasn't a good mentor. And I was reflecting on that for, for this podcast. Why, why do you think you failed them as a mentor? So I think part of it was, I didn't believe in that I had something to offer, Yeah, but they obviously thought I did because they asked me and then I didn't know, um, techniques, and just tips about how to regularly meet and ask the right questions Yeah, and help that person get to where they wanted to go. Yeah, I, I would say the same. It felt like um, a big, heavy responsibility that I didn't want. I, I mean, I just kind of didn't do it. Mm-hmm. In the end, we just kind of stopped meeting.
0: Yeah, I think I felt the same way. What, what, what are you, what do you think you're going to get from me? Like, but you're right. They're, they're already seeing something in you. Uh So don't discount that. And, and they kind of know what they want to get from you. They know what they're seeing and what, and they
1: can ask you questions. And I, I mean, I didn't approach it that way with my children. I knew like I had to be, um, an influence for good in their lives. And if I didn't know the answer, I went looking for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew, so why wouldn't I know it in that situation as a mentor, well, if I don't know the answer, I can just say, let me pray about it and go seek some wise counsel and I'll sure. get back to you. Right. Or or for this particular
0: situation, hey, I know somebody else. Let's bring them on just for this one meeting. Perfect. Let's, let's ask them to come with us
1: and we can talk about that. I just together. wasn't there. There's something yep. about turning 50, Bonnie. Yep.
0: I get it. I'm right there with <laughs> you. Something
1: clicks. It's within you and the universe seems to shift. <laughs> and it there's this clear, it's like the doctor at the op- optometrist where they go, they click the eye. Yep uh the lenses on the eye exam machine and they go, which is better, this or this. It's like they click it in and then you see the you see the world. Right. I in, agree. In total clarity, way more than you ever did before.
0: I agree. I don't even I don't know if that keeps happening at sixty and seventy and eighty, but
1: it's pretty cool.
0: <sighs> My it, goodness. It, it's
1: kinda wild when it happens. So I think I'm in a much better um place now to be a mentor
0: yeah I think that happens all the time and that's really cool it's so fun very cool um we we meet with a young group of uh young marrieds and they're always teaching us something They don't know they are always, but you know, afterwards we'll debrief and like, did you know that? No, I had no idea. (laughs) So
1: it's interesting. Even vocabulary and language, like how they talk, Mm -hmm. I feel like, oh yes, I'm I'm staying current, staying current. So fun. Well, Titus 2, 4 through 8 encourages older women to train younger women in basic relational areas like marriage and raising kids. And that's one of the reasons we keep doing this podcast is to be faithful to that command really it's not a suggestion (laughs) yeah you're right it's not a suggestion and And so there's obviously in the family of God there's something to be said for having intergenerational mentor mentee relationships sure
0: yeah we're all part of the body we all have something different to offer Mm -hmm. And yeah you can see Mm -hmm. wisdom in other people then for goodness sake take advantage of
1: it so what should you look for then in a mentor I mean it sounds like you look for somebody older but Listen, having lived more years does not always bring wisdom. The universe doesn't always click into focus.
0: That's right. (laughs) So. So you really have to be discerning. And just because this person is maybe, I don't know, has five children instead of the two children you do, does not mean that they have all the wisdom that you're looking for.
1: Right, right. So some things we think you should look for is firsthand experience and knowledge and insights in the area where you want to be mentored. So they've got, they've got some experience, some skills that you would like to have for yourself. Right. And that could be in,
0: I don't know, how to run a household, mm-hmm. how to organize your life, how to set some personal goals,
1: um, how to run your finances, mm-hmm. how to build a great family identity. Family identity is a good one. How, did
0: you, how do you stay married for 50 years? Mm-hmm. Like things like that. Just basic. It's just life. Yeah. How do you do life? So they should also be probably good at relationship building and interpersonal skills. So you want someone who's nice. <laughs> yeah. And not a crotchy old grumpy person who's mm-hmm. like rah, rah. Um and somebody who's who can give you somewhat of a dedicated long term commitment. Because you want to see that journey through.
1: Yeah. Um you want to be uh, you're around someone who motivates you, who encourages you, who inspires you when you meet. I mean, certainly we want to be able to speak hard truths to one another. Mm-hmm. But in general, you want to be motivated when you're right. leaving that encounter. You don't want to
0: be crushed and feeling like you're a terrible person mm-hmm. every time you meet. Right. Um, and then somebody who can help you identify goals like we were talking about.
1: Yeah. So on our grandparenting podcast, I was, you know, preparing for that and thinking, well, what are my goals? as a grandparent yeah and and how do I need to steward those years well and I immediately started thinking okay well what grandparents do I admire yeah you know mm-hmm. so yeah that's a good one talk to you. so listen mentors are potentially giving you hours that could be spent with their family or their own pursuits and so you want to respect their time but don't just rule them out because they seem busy you can set a schedule that works for both of you if they're willing. Sometimes busy people are, are busy because they're just really good time managers. That's right. Yeah. And so you think, oh, they don't have time for me. But they actually might just be really good at scheduling. And they get a lot of stuff done for that yeah. reason. Yeah. So yeah. like I had, I, when I'm doing my best time management, I have a whole day that's completely blocked for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't meet with anybody else. It's a, I'm, I'm alone. And then I'm able to fill in, pack in lots of different meetings on those other days.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, don't, don't overlook that just because you think they're, oh, somebody's probably already got them. They probably already have five other people or whatever. It doesn't hurt to ask. So what should you look for if you wanted to be, if you wanted to mentor someone else, what should you look for in a mentee? Yeah. The other side of that coin. Or conversely. (laughs) How should a mentee behave? If you are one, how should you behave?
1: Right. Uh, one of the things I love, um, discipleship.org has a lot of great um materials on influencing uh, one another. Okay. And their their word is discipleship, which we'll get to later, which is maybe just a little different than mentoring. But I something that stuck with me for years and years and years when I learned it is um is the acronym Fatter five. So, okay, so you can just do it on your hands. So F faithful, are they a faithful person to their commitments? Are they available? Do they actually have the bandwidth to do this? Okay. T, are they teachable? So you want someone who is like a little sponge who, if you're going to take the time to pour into someone, you want them to listen to you, (laughs) right? (laughs) They don't have to be a robot and do everything you say, but yeah, they need to have a teachable heart. Are they, what's the R? R. Faithful, available, teachable, reliable, that's it. And then five is um, five talent, just to, the parable of the talent, oh, right. the one talent, three mm-hmm. talent, five talent. So someone who's got a lot of potential. That's something I've always thought about when I, when someone asks me in re- maybe the last five years, mm-hmm. that's kind of the lens I'm looking at if I'm going to say yes or no.
0: Yeah, you're going to spend your time. Yeah, because listen,
1: one of those clear things that happens when you become middle-aged is like, time is limited. Yeah, you realize. You're like, yeah, I don't just have tons of time to just throw away. Right, right. So you got to calculate. Yeah, I want I want a big bang for my buck.
0: What's your return on investment there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it shouldn't be up to the mentor to keep this relationship going. The chances are you have asked the mentor for his or her time. So you should be the one setting up the times for discussion and feedback. I mean, of course, you're considering their schedule and their availability and things like that. But yeah, you're the ones checking in. Do Mm -hmm. we need to do this monthly or weekly or maybe twice a month, whatever it is, and then let's get that on the calendar.
1: Yep. So a mentee should be curious, responsible, engaged. If they're canceling and rescheduling (laughs) or regularly showing up late, that's just a sign they're not ready for that right now. They thought
0: the idea of having a mentor is great, but the reality is not working out. It's not
1: really working out. Yeah.
0: So also, don't be surprised if your mentor tests your level of engagement. And I think this is probably something you should expect. Mm-hmm. Um, they may ask you to read a book. Say, OK, let's talk about this at our next meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can't, can't or won't or can't seem to fit that in and, and get your homework done, um, they're asking you to take some reflection time, set some goals, um, maybe do some behavior changes and come back and report how that went. That's all part of the gig. So if you're not willing to do that, or um, if you are a mentor and you see your person is not doing that, maybe it's time to reevaluate.
1: Yeah. So I remember, remember when we had that young group, that group of young moms, you and I were, I was scared to do it by myself. So I said, come lead it with me. And we had like eight or nine young moms and we went through the boundaries book. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we did was um, every, at the end of every meeting, we said, okay, what are you going to go home and do in terms of boundaries this week? And then what's the first thing we did when we met? back together was that oh, how, go? how did it go uh-huh. you're going to, have to say whether you did it or not yeah that's just one of those that's a small example mm-hmm. of accountability
0: right and if the point is to be a better person and grow mm-hmm. and you're not going to do the things then what is the point of meeting yeah so none of that is going to happen without a little change and a little discomfort mm-hmm. So just by just expect that
1: yeah so okay I've not had a life coach Bonnie so uh, we you know just in researching this and reading a mentor is more directive than a life coach. Like, is a life coach asking more questions of you than like a mentor? I think yes. A life coach is like a cross between a mentor and a counselor. Okay,
0: so you're paying them big bucks, and mm-hmm. you're you're meeting maybe once a month, mm-hmm. and they're getting you to reflect on. They're you're having homework and stuff too. How did that go? How how does this match your goals? And what have you done this week to meet these? milestones along Mm -hmm. the way Mm -hmm. okay then what's our next step they're kind of pulling you through but but you're doing a lot of the coming up with the answers and things
1: okay all right where a mentee a mentor mentee relationship would be like um i'm going to give you some wisdom and some direction maybe even involve some networking Mm -hmm. so you're like you like you said earlier calling someone else in who can maybe speak to an area they can't right and Well, that's interesting. Ground rules. You're going to want to
0: set some ground rules, which are going to be different for each relationship. Um, Basically, what's our schedule? How often are we meeting? Can I call you or reach you in between these times? So if we agree we're going to meet every Tuesday and something comes up the following Friday and it's exactly what we talked about, can I call you and talk about it then? Or do we wait till our next scheduled meeting?
1: Right. Because then you're asking more time. Right. So you just I think you can just ask or you could feel them out, you yeah. know, send a text and see how fast they text you back and maybe kind of match their yeah. reply rate. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: um, and yeah, I think setting short term and longer term goals is helpful because I mean, as you do this, you become really emotionally invested in one another yeah. You become friends. You do. And so then, and then you kind of go, um, like, when are we stopping this? Yeah. Like, how long is this going to go on? Uh, I still love you. Yeah. I don't want to stop meeting. Or maybe I do want to stop meeting, but I don't want you to feel unloved. (laughs) Yes.
0: So let's say we'll do this
1: for a year. Is set a time, yeah. And then we'll we'll be honest. We'll agree to
0: be honest and reevaluate. Reevaluate, yeah.
1: And accountability. That's that's one of the beautiful things of a mentor mentee relationship. But, you know, in times in my life where I really wanted to make a change, I knew one of the key components was accountability. Mm -hmm. So when I was like, you have got to have the discipline of getting in the word every single day and praying and you don't have that, I thought, well, I can join a Bible study, Bible study fellowship, BSF. And I know I'm not going to go there without my work done. (laughs) Because <laughs> I know the how I approach schoolwork, right? And that was just the little boost I needed. And and of course, you know those training wheels didn't need to stay on forever. I used it as long as I needed to use it, and then I could launch and do it on my own. Yeah, when life circumstances changed.
0: Yeah, accountability I think is vital. Um, and if you know yourself, you say you want a mentor relationship, so you go and ask somebody. Will you be my mentor? Here's how we're gonna meet. Here's what we're gonna do. But you know. In your heart of hearts, down deep, you have a really hard time accepting criticism or feedback that's negative. Um, I think that might be one of the points you talk about with your mentor. I mean, your mentor's gonna be assessing this too, and they're gonna wanna know, are you teachable?" Yeah, so if you bring that up at the beginning and be like, "Yeah, I really have a hard time with that, maybe that's a maybe they coach you through that because you need to in life be able to accept criticism and feedback
1: so it's I, true. The perfectionist, I hate it. I hate feedback. It just hurts. Because my first impulse is, oh, I did it wrong. I messed up. I did it wrong. Let's just quit. And so, (laughs) no, no, no. You can, you've got, yeah. It's like watching, what's like listening to this podcast? Remember the first few times we listened to ourselves? It was so cringy, (laughs) but then like you get used to hearing yourself and you go, oh, okay. I could say this better. Mm -hmm. It would be better if I spoke this way. It would be better if I didn't say, um, a hundred times in an episode. You grow with feedback. Yeah. So you're right though. You do need to put that out there, especially in the South, man. We're not good at receiving criticism. We're even giving it for crying out loud. I don't know what that is. Yeah, we're so blessed our hearts. Uh, yeah. It's all <laughs> this so code language to. and things. And it's like I yeah, not good. So so how how do you even find one? Well, I think you need to look around and just
0: discern who are you drawn to naturally? Who kind of fits your vibe and your personality?
1: Who do you admire? hmm hmm Yeah. Um you you want like a general <laughs> Consensus on worldview. I mean, you don't have to be matchy matchy, but just kind of the big rocks. You can talk to other people who have mentors and ask how they found theirs. Um, honest, honestly, praying for God to bring someone to you is super effective. I mean, that's a prayer He wants to say yes to. Yeah, and you see so many examples of this in Scripture, where there's Paul and there's a Timothy, and like we said at the beginning, the older women teaching the younger women. That's that's something He wants of us, so He will provide. Yeah. A way for that to, to um happen for you.
0: He will. And then you just ask him out for coffee. Mm-hmm. See where it leads. You don't have to have a formal, I mean, you could say,
1: never mind. <laughs> you just ask him out for coffee and see where that leads. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then what's the difference between that and discipleship? Because that's the word you hear, the buzzword you hear in all the churchy circles these days, Bonnie. Well, that's a good question. It is
0: sort of confusing. And I think there is a lot of overlap between the two. Both are involving teaching and guiding, right? Both uh-huh. are involving some feedback. Both are involving sharing your values of faith. Um, so if, you're, if you share values and faith, your mentor probably is going to give you some spiritual guidance as well. Um, we know that Jesus definitely mentored the 12 apostles. I, I would think that he did, right? He took them aside yeah. for private teaching more personal than what he told everybody in the crowd pointed out areas where they needed to grow or where they lack knowledge. But I think discipleship goes a step further than a mentoring relationship. Um, because your goal in discipleship is to point someone beyond yourself and what you know and your wisdom
1: and beyond that person's self to a more perfect master. Yeah. So Jesus is like the ultimate kind right. of aim yes. in a discipleship relationship. Yeah, so you've got accountability and teachability, but you're looking for spiritual growth, a uh, closer understanding and relationship to God. A demonstration really of how to walk out decisions, relationship, hardship, how to obey, mm. and what fruitfulness looks like. Yeah. And in, in terms of a of a Christian walk. So you said that in our notes that a discipler may be a trusted advisor, but her goal is not for the disciple to be like me or do it like I do. And and that's true. But then Paul says, follow my example as I follow Christ. And I'll tell you what, Bonnie, I never liked that verse. <laughs> like for 30 years. I was like, this is whack. Why didn't Paul just say follow Christ? Uh, yeah. I was like, that is weirding me out. But I think the older I get, the more I realize because he's the flesh and bones example, like right in front of you of what it, of what it looks like to follow Christ, which right. is the beauty of the body of Christ. It can look like this. It can look like this. It can look like this. Yeah. What does faithfulness look like in the flesh? And if I believe that the Bible is inspired by God and directed by God as delivered to us for our benefit, then there's got to be a reason he left that. Let that stand. So, it's yeah. Like, Paul, I'm letting it stand. <laughs> Well, why? Follow me in so far as I'm following mm-hmm. him. Yeah. yeah. And that was before when he, when he wrote that. I went back and looked at the context because, you know, context. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> and it's right before he gives all these instructions to the Corinthian church. He's like, follow my example as I follow Christ. Okay, now, head coverings. Y'all are weirding me out with men and women all wearing head coverings. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it right now. <laughs> and then he's like, and here's how you do the Lord's Supper. Stop acting like, you yeah. know, pagans mm-hmm. when you're doing this. And when you're judging prophecies, stop being wild. Yeah. It's all these practical. Calm right down. Uh, calm right <laughs> down. Right now. It's all these practical instructions. And so, yep. um, so I get that. I see where he's saying, you know what? Like, hey, just watch me. Yeah. <laughs> just watch me here. Now I'm going to help you walk through some of these problems. I know you can do it. Yeah. And that was in letter form. He was going to come. I mean, he was coming back and he did kind of threaten. Don't make me yeah, come down there. Don't make me come down there. <laughs> and, and, right. and he, so they knew he was coming back to kind of check in, but that was mentoring. That's mm-hmm. discipling. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Chris Nye wrote an article in 2019 for the Gospel Coalition that has some great advice for those of you who might be looking for a mentor. And I thought, oh, just so fun. It was such a fun article. We just need to walk through it. Okay. So it's titled, How Not to Find a Mentor. <laughs> <laughs> so he writes this as the perspective of a young 21-year-old youth pastor running around all over creation, looking for mentor after mentor after mentor, just trying to get some wisdom. He's like, I was too young. I was too young to be doing that job. And I was just was hungry for direction. Okay. And so, so
0: yeah, so he's reaching out to every single person he can find, every pastor, every minister, every every senior, <laughs> anybody, and any older person than him
1: reaching out like desperate. And and as soon as they would meet, he'd have these follow-up emails yeah. talking about what's the ex- expectation <laughs> for, he's like, and graciously, a lot of people gave me a lot of time. But here's what I would do differently if I were doing it again. So number one, he said, don't assume wise people will approach you. In Proverbs, wisdom is to be sought like a righteous woman crying out or like precious silver. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. To find wise people, we have to take initiative. So in your pursuit of finding them, remember you will be the one who will reach out every time. The first time and the 41st time. You will be the one who reaches out, sets up a time, and asks the questions. Sometimes wiser older people will check in on us, but this is the exception to the rule. I mean, I try to do that. If I, God brings someone to mind, I try to just stop right then and text them.
0: I do too, but
1: that is that is such an interesting point because I think,
0: um, especially for certain temperaments, you're waiting mm-hmm. and assigning and waiting for these people to reach out to you Maybe you've said something to them in the past, and you're waiting for them to check back in on you. And when they don't, or if they don't, you assign a meaning to that immediately. I am not good enough. Oh, I'm not worthy of their time. Or I'm not, you know, this, whatever. All of that is a bunch of hooey. Mm. It is. You're just blaming it on yourself. So
1: don't assume these wise people are going to reach out to you. If you want the wisdom, you go find it. I love it. So good. And that's a really great point about personalities. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we're sitting back going, well, they don't think I'm worthy of their time. Mm-hmm. No, they're just, if they're competent people, they're just busy with life. Yeah. And they might be perfectly happy and honored. Yes. If you reached out to them. Yes. So good.
0: And if they can't do it in this season, maybe there's another season they can do it. Like, don't give up. Yeah. Persistent widow, people. That's right. Okay. Number two, don't ask them to be your mentor. It's kind of daunting to be asked to be someone's mentor. A lot of wise people are going to say no to that broad of a request because they don't know what you mean when you say it. It's kind of a
1: new term. Yeah. Well, that's what happened to me when pe- the couple of people asked me. I was yeah. like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So instead, either tell them what you mean,
0: what, what you'd like from them, or just don't even tell them mentoring is what they're doing. <laughs> just kind of be Ooh. sneaky about it. So just spend your time with them. Ask them out for coffee. Ask them what their advice is and say, hey, can we do this on a weekly basis? And then you're, you have a sort of a stealth mentor
1: and they don't even know it. I love that. He, yeah, he calls um, mentorship a, that is a slow burn cultivated over many coffees or meals. There you go. It's a great way to look at it. it kind of happens organically. Yeah. And then number three, he says, don't arrive unprepared, which we've talked about. Uh, wise people don't like to waste time. This is different from saying all wise people are busy. Oh, let's just pause on that one for a second. (laughs) Wise people don't like to waste time. This is different from saying all wise people are busy. In fact, wise people are just efficient, devoting attention to the things they value. If you arrive without a game plan, without questions or goals for the meeting, you're wasting their time. By lollygagging with 20 minutes of small talk before they try to navigate, before you try to navigate the conversation. Mm. So come with a few questions. That's
0: true. Yeah, just a few questions and consider their expertise. Some of them might be more theological or academic, so they're not going to be real touchy feely and emotional. Don't expect that
1: from them. Don't bring your soul care questions to them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Oh. Oh, gosh. And please don't abuse their contact information. Um, many people think mentorship requires a weekly hour long meeting that comes with constant on call privileges. So different people are going to have different availability. So don't badger this person every time something pops into your mind, save up your questions for your meeting times.
1: I love this idea that he does, he creates little notes in his phone for each wise person in his life. So when something comes to mind, he just types it under their name. And then when he has an opportunity to chat with them, he's got much more direction. I love that. That's awesome. That's good for just to do in general to keep up with, oh, yeah, I saw
0: that person in church and I meant to ask them this question and yeah. get their advice on this.
1: I love the notes app in my phone. It's becoming longer and longer and longer. <laughs> more folders and more files. And number five, he says, don't look or wait for the one. So this kind of goes with the, you, there's, there's not a soulmate for you mm. out in the world. There's no one perfect person for you to be your mate. There's no one perfect mentor. It rarely works this way. So of course, some people are going to have more influence over us than others. But the way that God made the world to work is there's never just one. He, we get the body example, the mm-hmm. body of Christ example, hands, fingers, toes, arms, legs, heart, liver,
0: Right. Wisdom comes from Ear. lots and lots of voices. Yeah. Lots of places. So Proverbs says, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there's safety.
1: Yeah. So that's the best approach. Grab
0: several mentors and you'll put less pressure on all of them.
1: That's so, so, so wise. Just to think of what do they do so well? What's their sweet spot? What would I love to to emulate? Yeah. I love it. Um. So Jesus, after all, is the ultimate voice of wisdom, and no one can replace his role. Um, I think a lot of young people kind of take Paul's admonition really to heart. You know, follow me as I follow Christ. They just kind of want to follow you. Yeah. (laughs) You know. You're my Jesus Uh 2.0. Uh-huh. Nobody needs that pressure and... Nobody can be that. No. And, and listen, I've done it too. And I've done it not just with people, but like just with um podcasts or books and things, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to read about Jesus instead of just talking to Jesus, you know, so there's a place for everything. You know, I love wisdom, you know, I love scripture, mm-hmm. but then there's also a place for just direct going directly to Jesus. Right. For help. And we do that through scripture, but we also do it through prayer and through listening. And through obedience and action. And through obedience. Yes. So there's all those ways that we're connecting with him. And we, we don't always need a bridge for every one of those. That's right. Yeah. You can do it on your own.
0: (laughs) Through all Mm -hmm. these ways through Mm -hmm. this relationship with the person who actually made the universe.
1: Yeah. And the thing is when I do that and then I go back to my mentor then I've got some good stuff to talk about because I'm like, here's what I questions. did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. Have you had mentors in your life? Not
0: officially, but for sure, I can point to different people yeah. who had an influence on me and who gave me advice when I was, yeah, struggling. Things like that. People who are a little bit ahead of ahead of me. Yeah, I mean, I said
1: at the beginning, you were one of mine for especially the early years parenting. Um, my mom, my grandmother. I have a friend, Curry Peacock, who I call one of my mentors. He's like, you call me a mentor. I was like, yeah, I do. I call you that all the time. And like, we never set this arrangement up. We actually started talking by text during the pandemic when everybody was so isolated. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of really diving into the world of prayer and trying to go deeper, wider with all of that. And I felt like he was so far down the road. So just bounce all my questions off of him and I knew what time of day was best um yeah to reach out and so I could just do that from far away and now sometimes we'll have what he calls front porch meetings um and do that so I have have him for that but it's worth thinking about as a mom I think mm-hmm. we don't take ourselves as seriously as we should mm-hmm. we're just doing this role that seems to be ever never ending and sprawling
0: right well, I think we at the end of each of our um parenting classes that we do. We always put our contact information out there and invite the parents who've been in that class to call us or text us at any time. That's like open availability mm-hmm. for an on-the-spot, oh, what do I do in this situation? Or, hey, mm-hmm. let me run this by you. And that's not an official mentorship, but I, I would say that class is a sort of discipleship class because mm-hmm. you're, you are in a given area of life, marriage, family, like this podcast, leading people along. And showing them here's some techniques to try. Here, mm-hmm. here's these um, principles that you need to sort of make big in your family, that sort of thing. And a call or a contact or a text or whatever during the week is a course correction, maybe to mm-hmm. get you back on that. So I think that's, I think that's a discipleship model.
1: And how many people call you, Bonnie? That works.
0: Um, at the beginning, quite a few, and then it tapers off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it, we never say it has to taper off. It's, it's open
1: season all the time. Hardly anybody calls me. So y'all now know, if you haven't from listening to us for two and a half years, who's the sweeter, kinder one? (laughs) (laughs) That's not the case. (laughs) Almost nobody. Although one of my dear friends now would, um, began with that. It was a phone call after the class sometime after the class, maybe a year or more. She called with a parenting question and that kind of led into kind of a mentoring relationship yeah. a monthly meeting and and now just a friendship and it's been such a joy and a pleasure um I really it's an honor actually to be invited into somebody's life
0: oh, yeah it totally is and whether you slap the label of mentor on it or not I mean there's lots of labels friend teacher counselor all the things yeah so.
1: yeah take avail yourself yeah of those great mentor people in your life it is
0: an honor to be asked for things like that so
1: but maybe do it stealthily and don't say it's a mentor
0: <laughs> yeah, no pressure <laughs> ah, okay oh my goodness we're gonna have our uh, all these resources on our website justaskyourmom.com. you can connect with us as always
1: on facebook or instagram and take five seconds to rate and review the podcast share us with your friends and family and thank you for this topic suggestion keep them coming send them to us at just ask podcast at gmail.com and we'll see you next time on just, just ask, ask your, your mom <laughs>